I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, let's go hour number two on a Thursday, getting a little bit closer to football season, so you know we got some of that to talk about today. Preview magazines out there. Be sure to listen to Light the Tower every day, 10 to 12. You get a chance at a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Go to hornfm.com to get registered for an online giveaway of one of those magazines as well. It's Chad and Zay on this Thursday. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier, feeling a little bit better today now that he's got a little water in him. He's back from Cancun, not drinking all those crazy, uh, you know, frozen beverages that they were making him in Woo! Cancun. I do miss him. Oh, yeah. You not going to lie. You do miss him when I you're away. You never thought you could miss a pina colada that much, but sometimes you do. The way they make him in Cancun, you certainly do miss him. Uh, so we've been, been hitting a lot of different things today. We started with good Texas basketball. News: Longhorns getting Ethel uh, Horton from UCF or from Pitt or from Delaware, whichever you prefer. He's been at all three schools. Uh, most recently at UCF, the six-three guard. We'll say six-four. I've seen six-three. You give him six-four, six-five. Yeah, let's say six. Let's go six-four. Okay, <laughs> six-four guard. I got him at twelve points and four boards a game last year for UCF. He will be a Longhorn. We talked about the Mavs getting Grant Williams, uh, and there's a lot of NBA still to get to because some of the biggest names still haven't found homes. Yeah, Longhorn fans, you know Ethel Horton reminds me of? A poor man's, which this ain't no knock on Horton at all because if you're a poor man's of any type of NBA player, you're doing pretty good. But he reminds me of a poor man's Eric Gordon who is now with the Phoenix Suns. Eric Gordon came out of Indiana, has had a really good NBA career, Hmm. maybe not that top 10 pick that you thought he was going to have, but he's around 6'4", stocky, can flat-out shoot it, underrated defender, long arms. So, yeah, Horton reminds me a lot of him, which, again, if he could come in and – you know, he's a better ball handler than you think, but he won't have that role playing with Max Acemas and Tyrese Hunter. It's just going to add more to the backcourt and the guard depth that Coach Terry and his coaching staff have. But, yeah, man, I think he's a perfect fit for what Coach Terry and this staff has tried to do, getting this roster in. I think about Caden Shedrick and Dylan DeSue, how well they're going to play off all these guards. Dylan Mitchell, too. It should be a very exciting science season by the way earlier we got a text in on the specs text line remember it's there for you 337-3776 it said zay really appreciate how you break down basketball and your passion we all appreciate that too so you look at you getting love on the text line yeah, good looking out good looking out yeah, you said your father-in-law listens so that's i appreciate oh, yeah, yeah. that oh man yo kev hit yep. me up too talking about big bill tilden who is that bill tilden i'm like yo man you're throwing some names out there yeah, kev i think big bill's like all the way back to the 
20s or 30s. Yeah, he said he's the one that was winning in the 20s. On yeah, that cheating I think stuff, that's all the way Showing back. up late and playing <laughs> the championship game. I love that. That's a great advantage, though. You talk about an advantage. Holy hell. I got to play. I'm playing a dude that's played five or six matches. I guess they still made him do six or seven back then. Now it's seven. So if you made him play six matches and then he shows up to play me, especially if we're still doing three out of five, he had to go three out of five six times all that court time. And I'm just chilling out. I've been I go to work out every day. I might practice once a day. And then he's got to come beat Big Bill. It's tough. Woo! <laughs> I'm fresh. How many pairs of clothes did you bring? Uh, like two. I'm trying to think about that in any sport and how that would look. Like, picture Patrick Mahomes not playing in the playoffs, just getting thrown yeah. into the Super Bowl. Can you imagine, like, Sha- Shaq and Kobe get to watch the whole playoffs <laughs> and then just play one series? That'd be incredible. It's Iverson and them. Yeah, it's brutal. It'd be unreal. All right, so um, the text line is there. And by the way, I did. somebody heard uh, the sound of me getting the chameleonaire thing right and texted us, you taught him well, Zay. Holy S. Thank Yo, you, Joe, man. number two. We appreciate that. Yes, Zay's teaching did come through. Uh, that Behind every great student, there is a great teacher. That's big time, I just man. want to thank you for being there. He's legendary when it comes to Houston rap. That's big time get. Yeah, I want to thank you for being my, uh, my hip-hop prof. It's working a little bit. Working a little bit. All right, so lots of interesting NBA stuff. Zay, first off, I want to get your thoughts on this in-season tournament. I cannot believe it's a real thing, oh but gosh. it is. So here's the way it's – this is – okay, we're going to get more details on Saturday – on like an NBA, yeah, it's, it's an event. On like, an NBA TV is going to have an event Saturday night. Yeah, yeah like Trey Young's going to be a part of it. So is Victor Wembanyama, Paolo Bencaro, Anthony Edwards. All those guys are going to be in attendance. Which I guess we're picking the guys that don't have much playoff run. Y'all get to come, I guess, because this is the first time y'all ever will play meaningful games. Well, Trey Young's been to the Eastern Conference Finals, but still, like. They're trying to compare it to European soccer. Right. And look. And that comparison is they're going to have a round robin and then a knockout round. Right. That's the comparison to soccer. Yeah. So. And then basketball-wise, I've heard this compared to like the Maui Invitational. That's that's a horrible comparison. Or one of those tournaments where you can go and you get in a tournament and it counts. Here's the thing. Did you see the dumb detail? Everything counts to your regular season stats except the championship game. That doesn't make any sense. What the hell is that? What are we playing in the championship for? Right. So, again, if, if I get to the championship game, I'm sitting my best players. What's the point? If we pour, so we get to the championship, we win it. I guess the point is you win a trophy of some sort. But if you drop 45, it doesn't count towards your totals? I just. So. Uh, Here's how, here's how I understand it's going to work. we got 30 teams in the league, right? So do your basic math. We'll go six. It's six groups of five. And in each group, you'll face the other four teams. That's your four round robins. That's where it feels like soccer. And then the six winners and then the two best teams after that will advance into an eight-team quarterfinal knockout round. Yeah. So instead of soccer, the World Cup goes 16. This will be eight. So you'll be like starting at the quarters. And then when we get to the semis, we go December 7th in Vegas and December 9th in Vegas for the semis. So that we'll have a final four. When they get to the final four of this, they'll go to Vegas and have two days in December. Yeah, and that's the only thing that's cool about it. That it's in Vegas and it's gonna be like it's gonna be really great for the fans. 
that's about it. But you know our job, Chad. We're going to be locked into the NFL and the college football season. So Now that is right after conference championships and before the bowl games. Oh. It is right there. That's okay. Maybe that's why they planned okay. it. That's, you know what I mean? That's a little smarter then. So maybe that kind of makes some sense. I'm definitely going to take a peek. But, you know, the playing's enough. Like, at the end of the day, they just don't want to make these games. Like, when you get to game 42 and game 50-something and you're resting players and there's low management and guys ain't playing no D. Like, it's, it's a tough watch. I love the game. Was, you know, born with a basketball in my hand. I was named after Zeke Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan, Isaiah Jordan Collier. But I do not watch in December until Christmas. Okay. I just don't. So they have to – if I'm not watching much, mm-hmm. then that should tell you that the NBA could get a little stale. Because, again, I love it. I'll peek in and I'll watch. I still have league pass. I'll tune in every once in a while. But I'm locked in to college football, basketball. College basketball started by then. Sure. And, you know, obviously the NFL. So it gets tough. I, so I, in a way, I get why they're doing this, but I just think of the history of the game, the, you know, just how nostalgic the NBA is, the full 82, and this is just changing it up. People hate change, and I'm very interested to see how it goes, but yeah, I, hey, let's do it, I guess. Yeah, it's just weird to me. If I'm, a, if I'm a Christmas fan, and I only tune in then, and I start, in, do I actually reach back to December 7th and pay attention? And then again, every game but the championship game, it counts to the stats, but does it count as a regular season game if we play? Or are you just stopping the season, everybody goes and does this, and then if I lose my three round robin, my first three round robin games, am I then just waiting for everybody to get done with this before I play again? There has to be some serious like impact on how good you do in this tournament and what that means for your seeding when the playoffs come around. In April. Now, did you hear what every guy on the championship team gets? No. 500 grand. Is half a million dollars a guy enough to make them care? Yeah, for, you know, the ninth, 10th, 11th man. But you see what, you know, Fred Van Fleet just made 130 million. That's why I'm asking. For three years. I mean, come on. Like, how, how much does it really mean? Now, for some guys, they might be like, hey, I got fined earlier. This season, maybe I might say something crazy, get something off my chest, ban 50000 let me get that back in the tournament. Some guys think like that. Yeah. I don't know. And then, but I don't think it'll be worth it for everybody. And will it be totally random as to how these groups get determined, or are they just going to take the best six teams and go one, two, three, four, five, six, and then go back through and fill it in that way? You know what I mean? Like yeah. w- These guys ain't like Jordan and Kobe, where it was wherever I show up, no matter how I feel – you might be seeing me for the first time. I'm gonna give you a show. We ain't in that era no more. Yeah, that's what's we, we, just not. Yeah, that's what's sad to me as an older fan. This reminds me of Major League Baseball's All Star Game and them trying to get the players to care. And I remember thinking back then, it's like, oh wow, they just used to care, and they don't. So what they're telling us now is their players don't care enough in October and November and December that they've got to come up with something like this. So we'll see. I made fun of the play-in game, of the play-in tournament, and then I actually kind of liked it. Right. So we'll see if this gives us any reason to like it and if it feels like an NBA version of Maui Invitational or Coaches versus Cancer or something, could that really hurt 
a team, if you you know make a little run, get a little momentum, hey, we went and won the so-and-so championship, got a little extra money for our players, and now it gives us momentum for the second right. half? I don't know. Right. And I, yeah, I mean, all those things need to be accounted for for sure. But this is going to be a different year, too, because the FIBA – 2023 World Championship is this season. So all those guys who play for their teams yeah. overseas, like Luca's playing in it. So is, you know, Rudy Gobert and those guys. Victor Wimbanyama's not playing for France. But a lot of NBA players are going to be representing their countries, which if you're an NBA GM, you kind of hate that because guys come in kind of like we've seen with the World Baseball Classic. You see a lot of these guys getting hurt in the, um, you know, in the show, and they're thinking, man, could the Classic be a big part of that? Because you're just getting thrown into the fire playing big-time, meaningful basketball games. And when you represent your country, for some guys, it's different. It's just a different feeling. Like, Ginobili, he might tell you that 4 ring with Argentina – Winning the Olympics is bigger than any of the four rings that he won with the San Antonio Spurs. And I salute him for that. Like, that's your country. You beat Team USA. Like, to win that, like, that was huge. That kind of changed how we look at overseas basketball. Like, oh, man, like, they beat U.S. for the first time ever. Like, and they also lost to Puerto Rico and stuff. And that was that Larry Brown team with Tim Duncan and uh, Allen Iverson. That team was very poorly just put together. But still – that Ginobili team, they beat them. So those guys, they're going to play so hard for their country. And then a couple of weeks later, training camp. And that's tough. So you're going to have to do low management, you know, with that. And then you got this tournament. Like, who's going to take this tournament seriously? I'm going to be very intrigued to find that out. And I, it's going to be fun. I'm not going to lie. Now that we're talking about it and stuff, even though just my old head basketball thoughts are like, man, y'all are messing up tradition. Y'all are messing up the game. They need to mix it up a little bit. And if it doesn't work, they can go back to the old version. Yeah, let's see what they do on Saturday once they let everybody know how it's going to play out we'll see what it is again if i'm hearing it right five hundred thousand dollars a man to the championship team so maybe that's enough incentive to get the guys to care a little yeah. bit hey you in vegas already they probably gonna blow that in two days yeah so you might as well play hard and get it back <laughs> you might as well try you know to get that money back i also wonder cynically i wonder if some coaches are going to use this in-season tournament as even more load management you mentioned who you play and who you don't play I wonder, based on who's hurt going in, based on who you think's banged up going in, based on whatever Ky- uh, you know Kawhi Leonard's feelings are right. going in, how's that going to look? You telling me LeBron James need five hundred thousand? No, he don't need that. That's what Year I'm 21, saying. Twenty one, he yeah. he ain't looking at that at all. Does the pride of it matter at all? Does the competition matter to them? We're going to find out. Uh, so Saturday, we find out a little more details there. Speaking of details, the world of the NBA and the world of entertainment did come together. The Britney versus Wimby story is out there. I don't know what it's being called, but I'm trying to read through this TMZ story today. Britney Spears and Wimbenyama both ended up at a restaurant at Aria. It is the Catch restaurant at the Aria Hotel, and this was last night, I think around 8.30 Vegas time. So Victor and his people are walking in. Uh, Brittany and her husband are walking in, and I guess there's security detail with both, as you could understand. Fans start to realize, obviously they see Victor first probably, and then some realize Brittany's there. 
So that kind of starts to get a little crazy. Brittany reaches out and taps Victor Wimbanyama on the shoulder to try to get a picture with her and her husband. She recognized him, and she's a basketball fan, apparently. Or enough of a fan to know who he is. Brittany, really? I guess so. All right. And so as she's doing that, the guy in question here is not Victor. It's a man named Damian Smith who is, um, in this story, what do they call him? Damian Smith is the director of team security for the Spurs. There's a source saying, there's one version of the story that he literally slaps Britney Spears. There's another version of the story that he grabs her hand and gets it off of Victor, and it's her own hand that hits her in the face. (laughs) There's two different versions of that story. I also read that afterwards... Uh, once everything happened, it wasn't as big. It wasn't like some massive deal right then. She eventually went to her table, kind of calmed down. Then he went over there, like he and I guess another member of Wimby. the Spurs, no, the security guy. Okay, went over there to apologize and say, "Hey, I'm so sorry. You know how it is when security gets wild and crowds get wild or whatever." And at that point, apparently, one report is she accepted the apology. But then later on in the night, I guess she and her security people talked and they decided to like file a police report and it's battery or, or whatever. Oh, so man. I don't know how sim- you know how serious the charges are going to be um, just because they filed just because they made it a, you know they did file a case and there's an investigation going on. It doesn't necessarily mean that like official charges are going to be filed, but she did file a police report after the incident. Okay. So I'm, I want to try to play devil's advocate for everybody in this, you know, situation here. Okay. First off, Brittany, this ain't no one no more. This this isn't hit me, baby, one more time. You're not you're not her no more. You're not. You you know how everybody says I'm him. Like Brittany was her from like '99. Hit me, baby, one more time to maybe around 03, 04. Mm-hmm. And we know she's had a lot going on with her pops and her sister. Like, Brittany's family is messy. It's really messy. All that stuff, that, like basically owning her and stuff. Like, she was treated very badly throughout her career, which she kind of lost it a little bit. Like, Brittany, she ain't all there. And that Medulla Oblongata, she ain't all there, Chad. Mm-hmm. It, you know, something. So I could see Brittany running up like a mad woman trying to tap a seven foot five future phenom, which you can't touch him. I'm sorry. The dude was born in 04. He does not see that run that you had where Britney had the double album cover. One side was blue, one side was pink. Chad, I remember that, Britney. She was in the skirt, you know, girl uh-huh. next door, and then she turned it on when she had the snake uh, on the neck and stuff, and toxic, you ain't that Britney no more. So you can't be going up touching folks in Vegas. Plus, you got to remember, Victor's so tall, she's got to be on her husband's shoulders to touch his that's, shoulder. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that had to look that's really a lot, weird. There's a lot going on. Now, Damien. Bruh, you know you wrong for slapping Britney Spears, dog. By the way, there's another part of it where he supposedly told her he's he wouldn't have slapped if he knew it was her. That's- it's like, wait a minute, so you're going to slap a rando like so, yeah, that, I, but you yeah. wouldn't have slapped Britney? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Come on, dude. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, again, it, Britney hasn't been that. She, he has, she hasn't been her in a minute. So when Binyama, he don't know who Britney Spears is. If he does, bravo to him. That's, you know, his catalog's deep then. But dude wasn't even alive when she was at her peak. So, again, the Spurs, that's their investment. But Damien, come on now. Come on now. 
That's is you gotta understand your surroundings. Like it shouldn't have gotten to that point. No. Like she shouldn't have gotten that close. It shouldn't have been like, wait a minute, ma'am. Bam, blocked her off, gave her a good look. Like, oh wait, you, you look familiar. Oh, you're Britney Spears. Hey, okay. Britney, hey. what's up? Like, I'm sure she has some type of entourage or people. It wasn't just her and her husband, was it? Right. And you'd also you're walking into a restaurant in Vegas. There's tight quarters going on here. You can't honestly believe nobody is going to touch Victor Wimbenyama at all. I mean, dude, what kind of world are we living in? Are you, are you really not prepared for the, what's about gotta, to happen? You gotta be prepared. Like I know, say I know in San Antonio, and they probably haven't dealt with this type of superstardom type of guy because we know how low key Admiral and Tim Duncan, and Ginobili and TP were. All those guys were low key. They didn't go out. They, you know, they weren't out at all. Victor Wimbenyama, he's gonna change that. He likes being seen. He's done multiple podcasts. He talks to media frequently, like everybody else. Kind of just hid and did their own thing. That's why they fit with the Spurs so well. So this, you know, the security team they ain't used to this. They're not used to it. So no. I, in a way, I kind of get it, but still, like. Yeah, they were wrong for how they did. You can't slap no Britney Spears, but also Britney can't be running up to touching folks. Even if you Britney Spears, you ain't that Britney Spears no more. Yeah. That's why you in Vegas. That's wild. Yeah, there's a, again, there. I don't know if there's going to be video. Uh, there's some pic- still shots of kind of around the moment, but I don't know if we're going to get an actual video of the moment where you're seeing there's one report that, again, her own hand might have been what hit her in the face, and then there's a report that he slapped her to the ground. No. So we're going to no. need to figure out maybe exactly what happened there. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, that's clearly unnecessary. And it's weird that because how much time has Brittany spent in Vegas? Lots. Yeah. A ton. I don't know how long, you know, Victor and the Spurs folks have been in Vegas, but it just feels like there was a massive overreaction there. And again, we don't know exactly what she did, but if it was just as simple as a tap on the shoulder, hey, can I get a picture? That's got to be expected amongst that security group. I'm sorry. You have to expect somebody in Las Vegas is going to walk up to Victor, tap him on the shoulder, arm, elbow, whatever they can reach, and say, Hey, Victor, can I get a picture? I love you. I've been to France. It's going to happen all day long, fellas. So you wouldn't be surprised if Damien got replaced? Uh, no, I would not. Yeah, would I? In that spot. Maybe he can still be on the team. Maybe yeah. he can still be in the detail. But as far as the person that maybe uh, is bringing up the rear there, bringing up the, uh, you know. Yeah. The, the, he, he might have to start following Keldon Johnson from now on. As far as the guy who's covering Victor's six, okay. it's maybe a different guy now. <laughs> Yes. This dude's the biggest prospect since LeBron. Like, I mean, we, we got to be on our P's and Q's. We got to have our head on the swivel. Like, anything could happen at any time. This world is crazy. Britney's just a little younger than me, right? If I'm 48, Britney's mid-40s? Yeah. A that... mid-40s blonde woman walks up to Victor Wembenyama, taps him on the shoulder, and your first thought is, Poya! <laughs> no! No! Was she really posing the threat? Did she was she gonna body Victor up? Come on, man. That's tough. She could have hit him with a she could have hit him with a purse full of doorknobs for five minutes and it might not have affected him until you could get there. Calm down. Wow. Please. Yo, when Brittany dropped that toxic video, that changed the game. Man, Brittany was something. She had Tyson Beck. Tyson Beckham, whatever, Beckford, on, mm-hmm. on the bike and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, Brittany likes a coffee black, too. She going all 
out. Uh-huh. Man, what a time. All right, coming up, we will get to that flex segment, including a new name you might need to add to your list, plus some district previews uh, that are starting for the flex crew. We'll get that to you coming up at 205. Keenan Womack of OrangeBloods.com and Draft Pump to talk about the new Longhorn basketball news of the day with Mr. Horton to talk about the Mavs getting Grant Williams because Keenan is a Mavericks fan. And we'll get his thoughts on Brittany and Wimby, see if he's hearing anything from Vegas. I think he may be about to head to Vegas. Is that what you told me? Oh, yeah, he in Vegas. So we're gonna he tell, might be that now. We're going to tell Keenan to be careful. Yeah. Maybe Keenan was there. Maybe Keenan's got the video. <laughs> we're going to find out later on. Stay with us. It's the Horn. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Chad and Zay. Does not sound like one of the massive hits, but this sounds like Billy Ocean. That's right. All right. There's Billy. What is this one called? Lucky Man. Not familiar with this one, but he was so smooth. Oh, man. Ooh, in the prime in the 80s with those suits, that sharp, uh, the, the 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 perfectly like manicured facial hair right, that he had right. going on. Yeah. Oh, he looked so sharp. Yeah, the soul glow and the hair was always Ooh, popping, man. Yeah, Billy did it. Yeah, he did he, it the right way. He was great. He was great. Billy Ocean, Robert Gordon, and Blondie to get us started today. Chad and Zay with you on this Thursday. We were just talking about Brittany and Wimbenyama trying to figure out that story from Vegas. Uh, we got more basketball talk coming up at 2.05. Keenan Womack of Orange Bloods and Draft Punk. Longhorns get the name they wanted uh, in Ethel Horton out of UCF. Uh, the Mavericks get a name they wanted in Grant Williams and uh, we'll get Keenan's thoughts on that. Plus, NBA free agency. Uh, where will James Harden find a new home? And then Damian Lillard, now that he's told Portland he wants to trade, where does all that end up? We'll discuss that coming up. Also wanted to get you a quick flex segment here, a name you may need to know, and uh, where to find that district preview. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, uh, shout out to all those athletes getting ready for the upcoming season football right around the corner for everybody. And uh, we got the All Flex watch list coming out the week of July 24th. So let us know, let the Flex crew know the players that we need to be paying attention to. And we'll get you one of those names that's uh, a little new on my list, but it's one I know that I've, that I've heard a lot. First off, let's mention a name 
you've probably heard, and that's Jacob Henry, uh, was at Lake Travis. Now he's at Vandergrift and uh, is going to be going both sides of the ball, Just not just defensive line, but offensive line. And he did tweet out recently, truly blessed and recruitment is still 100% open. He's got schools like Fordham, um, I see Arkansas Pine Bluff on the list here, uh, and some others as well. It's been an interesting grouping, Zay, so far with Jacob Henry, because so far it's just been defensive line for him. I'm I'm wondering now that he's making this transition and also playing offensive line, how that offer list is going to change for him. He's in the senior year now, class of 24, so uh, we'll keep an eye on the offer list for Jacob Henry. Yeah, yeah, and we'll see how quickly he learns that Vandergrift system. I mean, it's a well-oiled machine, you know. We talk about Westlake and Lake Travis, but we need to start talking about Vandergrift because they went to the state championship too and lost at the Soto. So they're right there as one of the powerhouses here in Central Texas, and I'm looking for Jacob to have a huge season. And, yeah, I think he could definitely be a big-time offensive lineman. I mean, we know how strong he is from, you know, his wrestling day which he's still wrestling, obviously, but him bringing that to offensive linemen, whether it's a guard or a tackle, I think he could thrive at both. It's just whatever Vandergrift needs of him, and I think he'll show college scouts just how athletic he is because we know you and I both know, Chad, he has great genes. Yeah, that's exactly true. Uh, and then also, and in talking to, uh, with last time Mark Henry was in here, he showed me some video from the spring game of Jacob. He looked really good. I'm wondering if they take – Big Blake Frazier and make him. I'm assuming he'll he'll be their left tackle again. The kid that's going to Michigan. If they just slide Jacob into that left guard spot, man, just slide your eyes right inside there. Vandergrift's going to be able to run left. Yeah, and so he'll probably get some attention that way. I believe it's number 72 for Jacob Henry. So keep your eyes on him. Also, uh, we I got contacted a couple weeks ago by a family member, I believe, of this young man, Jaquez Spradley Demps. Great name out of Weiss. We've been talking about Adrian Wilson, but one of his teammates is a class of 24 slot receiver out of Weiss. He is now committed to North Texas. So congratulations to that young man. He's also gotten a star rating cranked up to a three-star. So congrats to Jaquez Spradley Demps. And as far as the measurables there, he lists himself on Twitter as 6'1", 195, three-sport athlete, Zay, and at 3.1 GPA. So they got Miles Coleman and Demps going up to Denton, huh? Because I saw Miles Coleman That's right. sign last That's week correct. when I was gone. Very good. That's right. Yeah, Miles Coleman. And I, I tweeted a little bit back and forth with Miles' mom, congratulated her on that. She said they were so excited, you know, so. that he, he'd he made that choice. And uh, so, yeah, that, that was cool to hear. You're right. I, I hadn't thought of that. But, yeah, Miles Coleman and Demps, both North Texas guys now. My sister is a North Texas grad, so I spent a lot of time up there growing up. Absolutely love that campus, love that city of Den. It's a great place. It is a they cool got place. The women's college over there. I remember going up for different basketball tournaments of the you know um, Great American Shootouts back in the day. Like they have great facilities over there, and it's just getting bigger. So yeah, I like what they're doing down there in Denton. Absolutely, those are some big time gets coming down to Austin, bringing those guys up there to that north part of the 
you know, outside of Dallas area. So I appreciate the uh, the Demps crew and the Weiss crew letting us know uh, about that young man, letting us know about Jaquez. So we're going to keep our eyes on him and those Weiss Wolves. If you want to check out the first district preview from the Flex crew, go to flxatx.com. District 12-6A is the focus, and that's where Hutto and Weiss live, in case you don't know. Last year, Hutto 5-5, five and five, Weiss 5-6, five and six, but you got some big names in the area that we've been paying attention to. Will Hammond, of course, at quarterback for Hutto. Alex Green at receiver. We just talked about Spradley Demps. Adrian Wilson, obviously, at receiver. Peyton Morgan, who we mentioned yesterday, as committing to Texas Tech. And, of course, Big Chad Otutu on the defensive side of the ball on the line of scrimmage there for Weiss, another name you want to pay attention to. So there's a lot going on in that district. If you want the preview, you can check that out at flexatx.com. More district previews coming. And, of course, let us know who needs to be on the all-flex watch list. We will crank that out July 24th. By the way, I was not here to give a shout-out to Josiah Mosley for getting the Texas offer from Coach Terry and crew. The Saint, excuse me, the Stony Point big man that's 6'7", has almost that 7-foot wingspan, plays for Coach Thompson that led his team to regionals this Mm -hmm. year. He got invited to that top 100 camp that they had last week, and I heard he did pretty well in that. So his stock is going up, and he's just going to get more and more Power 6 offers as the season goes on. So shout out to him. That's big time for this area. Very cool. That's awesome for him. You know, that's obviously a big deal. We we say it it a lot sometimes. Sometimes it is the kid has got to be focused in on if he got the Texas offer, he might take the Texas offer, but in some cases, just getting it, I think it's got to be, yeah. just being able to sort of hang that on your mantle and go, hey, I got that Texas offer. If yeah. I want it, it's there. Matt end up somewhere else, but yeah, that's got to be huge for Mosley. Yeah, Dylan DeSue didn't get that offer when he was at Hendrickson. Right. He had to go to Vanderbilt and play for Jerry Stackhouse, and then they were like, Good oh, point. Chris Beard and Coach Hare are like, ah, this guy, hmm. hmm, he could be good. (laughs) He he, he could be good. He could maybe help us. And, hey, Dylan DeSue, he was the man in the tournament before he got hurt. So, yeah, I I like that gift for Josiah Mosley. And, yeah, they're just going to keep coming because he's good, man. No doubt. Seen him multiple times. He could hoop. Uh, Flex segment, we do it every day at about 1.30. Go check out FLXATX on your social media. 205, we'll talk to Keenan Womack of Orange Bloods and Draft Punk about uh, Mr. Horton, Ethel Horton of UCF now joining that Longhorn team and how that fills things out. Plus the Mavs getting Grant Williams and where does he think the big names could land in the NBA in terms of free agency. We'll talk to Keenan coming up. Up next, it's where we at in society. We'll see what Zay wants to get into. What NBA youngster got slapped by a pop star in Vegas since we started the show or maybe it's something else we'll find out on the horn Chad and Zay man talk about a song that can't be nothing else in a in a second and a half there's only one song that starts like that. Tom Sawyer by Rush. If they just played this over and over and over again at their concerts, they get a better reputation. I don't get why they get not so much. This song is so fire. You man. just you just want the constant Tom <laughs> Sawyer over and over and over and over. 
I guess this is kind of the, I mean, I don't know if it's the hardest thing they have or the edgiest thing they have, but it is definitely one of the big ones that they are known for. Rush, Billy Ocean, Robert Gordon, and Blondie on the show today. We got Keenan Womack coming up at 2.05. I just saw during the break this hour, the Big 12 has released the media poll. Figured it might happen today because the all-Big 12 team preseason came out yesterday. The poll comes out today. And yes, as we thought, the media is picking Texas to win the conference. Let's get it. Longhorn fans, there you go. Coming up at 2.30, we'll dig a little deeper into the full rankings there. Texas and K-State right up top. Uh, and six different teams get first place votes, which is interesting. We'll get into the uh, the full rankings a little bit later on and what teams might have got snubbed a little, what teams might have got a little overcooking. We'll get into all that a little later on. But Texas is predicted by the media to win the conference. 41 of those first place votes. So, Zay, just in case you thought as a Longhorn fan you got to be anywhere near the weeds or anywhere close to under the radar, heh <laughs> But that's what it should be. Every year, it should be that. Mm-hmm. The expectations should be there, and you should live up to them. I mean, I say it almost every show. It's the University of Texas. This is what you live for. This is why you come here. Sure. Like, I just. It's what you it sign is up what for. It is. Yep, right. it is what it is. So yep. when we go in the Big 12 Media Day next Wednesday, and we get that feel from everybody, where everybody's looking at us, you know, whispering, like, <laughs> you know why. Uh-huh. You know why they whisper it. Yeah. Because you, Texas, and you're picked to win it on your way out to the SEC. There you go. So Longhorns predicted to win. By the way, Oklahoma predicted third in their last year in the Big 12 before they head to the SEC. We'll get into that discussion a little more later on. Right now, let's get you where we at in society and see what Zay wants to talk about. Here we go. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay. Has Brittany done anything else? Has Wimbenyama done anything else in Vegas? What are we doing? Nah, I think they cool right now. Okay, I think good. everything's good. Good, so, good. All right, so right now we're in the midst of the summer. Big time AU select basketballs being played everywhere. These college coaches are, and these NBA scouts are getting out to see these guys at ages 14, 15, 16. Big names that are getting thrown out there. Cooper Flagg is this kid from Maine that might be the best player in the nation. Then Carlos Boozer's son, Cam Boozer, he's one of the best players in the nation too. So Mm -hmm. right now they're playing at the Peach Jam, which is in Georgia, and that's the big-time Nike tournament. And a lot of these NBA scouts, Chad, are trying to peek in at Bryce James, the second kid of LeBron James. Oh, okay. So scouts from the Lakers, Magic, Cavs, Mavs, Knicks, Hawks, and Suns are all making it a priority to watch Bryce James at this tournament. Is this the one you told me is more LeBron's size? Yeah. He's going to be more that yeah, size. Yeah, he's already okay. around 6'6". Six, six. He's not as athletic as Bronny James, LeBron James Jr., who's at Southern Cal right now, but he could definitely get that athleticism eventually. But, yeah, he has more of a LeBron body, which that makes him such an exciting you know, prospect. Hmm. But that's not what we're talking about today. All right. We are talking about... LeBron James, the father, helicopter dad, coaching his son. Mm. Randomly. Why People are like, whoa, big deal. A lot of guys coach their kids. Yeah, cool. This is the first tournament LeBron's coach where he's like the head coach. 
just jump into the Peach Jam, which is the most important tournament of the Nike circuit. Okay, so you're saying this team's already been playing. They've been playing games. With another coach. Remember, LeBron was in the playoffs a month ago. Oh, that's right. LeBron's got a job. My bad. Okay, I got you. they just kicked the other coach (laughs) to the curve. He picks up Rajon Rondo as an assistant coach. He did not. Is that who that is? Which they have their own history. I know they've won championships together in the bubble and stuff. Oh, my God. That is Rondo. That is Rajon Rondo. Wow. Yes. He just picked them up as an assistant, which Rondo, he's been out the league for a little bit, but he's been coaching his son at least. <laughs> Come on, bro. And since he's been out the league, it makes sense for him to coach his son. He's been with them the whole time, but Rondo's son is not this age. So Rondo's just randomly coaching. He's just giving back game, which, you know, cool for him. But LeBron, look, dog, I, I get it. <laughs> I, I've, I'm the first one that you know, talk about your leadership for the NBA and what you mean to the league. I get it. You're a brilliant basketball mind, one of the greatest we've ever seen, not just your athleticism. His basketball IQ is one of the greatest we've ever seen. So the coach that they might have had, I, LeBron knows more basketball than him. I know that 100%. Mm-hmm. But, Chad, mm-hmm. the pressure – that these kids, it's not just LeBron's son. Like Bryce James, he's dealt with being in the limelight of being LeBron James' kid. Right. It's these other guys who are trying to get seen and noticed. And yes, you're getting game from LeBron James. Again, he's the greatest, one of the greatest basketball minds of all time. But he's LeBron James. Mm-hmm. All eyes are on him. Right, but couldn't, right. couldn't that take pressure off of me if I'm the kid? No! Everybody focuses on LeBron. They want to look at him. And I might get a chance to, you know, just sort of chill out and play. You just show up and you're randomly coaching me in a tournament where I'm trying to get seen? I'm, yo, these kids are tougher than me. That would be hard for me to just switch, you know, yeah. the on and off button. Like, oh, I just missed the shot. I just missed an assignment. LeBron comes over here and yells at me. Like, everybody's watching. Let's get to the most important thing. Did they win the game? I don't know. Okay. Because that— It's a long tournament. Okay. If they go on and win this tournament— and what can you say? It's we'll, going to be a tough argument, right? It will right? be tough. Okay. It will be tough. But, yeah, this dude, Bron, he's they, out here drawing plays and stuff. Like, you haven't been around. You haven't been around that much. You're LeBron James. You can't be around that much. You've been on vacation. Like, I've seen the pictures. They might have had him FaceTiming in on practice. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they may have had him on a Zoom call. <laughs> Live from Lakers practice. <laughs> Are you trying? It's like when Ricky Williams was trying to coach Incarnate Word and just tried to oh, show up for games man. and not practice. Right. Like, Ricky, yeah. I love you. The chronic, I bet, is amazing that you have that you're putting out. But, dog, you couldn't do that. It all depends on the results. <laughs> That's all I'm at. It depends on the results. If this team starts winning, then they're going to be like, oh, you know, it really works for us. You know, Coach Braun shows up. For games and the big tournaments, and our other coach uh, deals with the rest of it. But like, it also goes to his ego because he knows how smart he is when it comes to the game of basketball. So you sure. know he had no problem telling the coach that's been coaching them all year long, which they probably have a good chemistry with. Like sometimes, you know, the most brilliant basketball minds they can't coach. They just can't do it. They can't press the right buttons. Sometimes they yell at guys they shouldn't yell at. Like, a lot goes into it. And I didn't really see him yelling at nobody or throwing down the clipboard. Nothing crazy. But still, man, like, does your ego really that big where you just can't watch your son 
and give him game like on the side and timeouts or stuff or halftime. Like, hey, yo, Bryce, come over here, man. Hey, hey, you know what? Maybe you should hold your follow through a little bit more. Just stuff like that. Like, be a dad. Just try to stay away. Exactly. And it goes back to the pressure that he used to put on Bronny James. Where, you know, there's that clip of Savannah's like, I just want the best for my kids. I just want them to have a beautiful, happy life and do something that they enjoy doing and they can maybe make a living off of. And they go to Braun and Braun's like, I want my son to go to the league. <laughs> Right. Straight, straight to the league. Like, no question. I want to play with him. I want to play with like, him. I want to play with him. Bronny's like, yo, Pops, can I be a college student? You know, can I enjoy my life? Like, I – and a lot of coaches coach their kids, but it's the whole season. Like Kendrick Perkins, he coaches his son. His son's around sixth grade. Jermaine O'Neal, I know Harge and, them, Harge and his kid, they play Jermaine O'Neal's team. Mm-hmm. He coaches his kids. Like, it's very common. Like, I remember playing yeah, – like, Master P coached Little Romeo, his son. So back if, when I played them, like, if, it's very common. But LeBron, though – If LeBron gave him the full year of commitment, would you still be upset, at it, uh, upset for him being involved, or would you be okay with it if it happened? I'd from be the okay beginning. with it. From I'd the beginning. I'd be okay. perfectly fine with okay. it. Okay. But the fact that this fool just showed up. He ducks in. Like, he's the one. He's talking to refs. Like, he's literally talking to refs about calls and stuff. Uh. Like, man, you're arguably the greatest ever. Relax. Just relax. Enjoy this time. Enjoy it. Can you imagine being an official at that level and LeBron, you look over and all of a sudden LeBron James is standing there? Oh, my God. Talk yeah. about nerves. Yeah. Questioning everything you do. And his son is on the team? Yeah. Oof. And you just bring Rondo along randomly. <laughs> like, hey, Rondo, what you doing? He's probably just going down his list on, like, who's busy but not really. I was going to say, is Tristan Thompson going to be at the next game? <laughs> is that going to happen? What in the world? Does he still have, uh, what was his name, Anderson Verichow? Does he still have his number from back then? Or uh, so Dunas Ogalskis. He played with Z, didn't he? Yeah, Big Z. Ogalskis. Can Ogalskis yeah. still walk out there? Hey, I would have been good with Booby Gibson. That's my dude. Oh, that's not bad. Oh man, Daniel Gibson Daniel walks Gibson, out there. Absolutely. I'm sure Daniel Gibson still got some basketball to teach. For sure, no problem. Daniel Gibson is one of the most underrated favorite Longhorns that I'll ever have. Yeah. Oh, um, I love Daniel Gibson. Big part of the reason because he was on Love and Hip Hop wilding on that reality TV life. And his baby mama's Keisha Cole, so D. Gibbs done very well for himself. But, yeah, man, coming out of Houston, I always loved his jumper. Daniel Gibson underrated, absolutely. But right. Come on, Bron, just be a dad. And then just to check again, these games, you said were in Atlanta, correct? Uh, I don't Is that know right? if they're in Atlanta. They're somewhere in Georgia. Somewhere in Georgia. Okay, yeah. gotcha. All right, we'll keep our eyes peeled for that one. Coach LeBron uh, not able to just chill out during the summer. He's trying to help the uh, the younger kids team yeah, out hey, as yo, well. And, and, and you know what? On a positive note, how, how many people could say, I played on the team that LeBron coached? Hey, yeah. Like, that's something that these kids will remember for the rest of their lives. Like, that's that's pretty cool within itself. But. And, if you again, if you can get through a game with that level of distraction and you're okay, maybe you can get through anything. That's why I go back to how are they going to do. If that, right. te- if that team gets on a roll, he may have something. And somebody made a great point on the Specs text line because I am Brash LeBron a little bit. We know, grew up. Jess's mom, single mom household. Uh-huh. So him being a dad, he's going all out. Yeah, He's never had any example, so he's doing the best he can. I feel that. I completely do. But he's adding some crazy pressure to this kid. Like these scouts are there. NBA scouts are there. 
and you're, you're out here coaching them and stuff, that's a little bit much, which I get. You're trying to help them any way you can, mm. but wow, what a life. So the lesson we just learned is LeBron James is just trying to be a good dad, and Isaiah is ripping on him for it. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you rip on him trying to be a good dad. You go, LeBron. Do what you need to do, man. Coach him up. Bring anybody in you can. Call up Kyrie. See if he wants to, see if he wants to come hang out. Two o'clock hour coming up. Speaking of Kyrie, he's staying in Dallas, and now Grant Williams is headed to Dallas. What does Keenan Womack think of it? We'll talk to Keenan next about that. Plus, the Longhorns getting another addition for this year that a lot of people think really helps fill this team out. We'll get Keenan's thoughts on that, too. Stay with us. It's the Horn.